Welcome to another edition of the Business and Personal Podcast, where we bring you closer to the people that you do business with. And today we're joined by Jerry Acioli. He is the general manager at Caps Remodeling. And we're, today we're going to talk about aging in place solutions. Uh, I think it's a good time to talk about this. We'll explain why. But first of all, uh, Jerry, thanks for joining us. And how are you doing today? Doing great, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me on. And um, it's always a pleasure to talk about our company and to get the word out about what we do. So CAPS Remodeling, what does the CAPS stand for? Yeah, everybody gets that question. Uh, it's Certified Aging in Place. It's actually an acronym that we incorporated right into the name of our company. Uh, so CAPS would be Certified Aging in Place Specialist, which is the last letter S. And basically, it, it, it is, um, we're certified to be able to take care of making home modifications that help provide uh, mobility, access, and safety to the disabled and handicapped and elderly. So uh, what caused you to join CAPS? I know you said that you had a pretty good story on uh, what ended up leading you there. Yeah, actually, um, I've known Jeff Cates, the owner, for about seven years, and uh, I've kind of built a relationship with him and kind of followed him. And I was actually working with him kind of on the side, kind of giving him marketing advice over the years. And uh, he kind of just said at one point in time, hey, would you ever consider working for us? And I've always thought that this business was great because, you know, you're, you're doing something that provides a solution to somebody in need. And, you know, a lot of us kind of get, you know, what's our purpose for our job and that kind of thing. So I just kind of saw that pride that he had in, in the establishment of his company. And so when he approached me, it was kind of a pretty easy discussion because, it was a good job, enabled me to kind of continue to do the things I was doing from a marketing perspective, but it also enabled me to kind of get involved in a, a more of a macro perspective on helping him with the business. And Jeff is actually expanding the company in Florida right now. So he didn't have the time to put into the Michigan operation like he once had had. So that was the reason why he kind of approached me to say, hey, can you help me out continuing the business moving forward in Michigan while I kind of do a little outreach and start the business up in Florida? I said, absolutely. And I thought this was a good time to get you on because it's been about a year since COVID hit. Yeah. And when you think about the assisted living industry, um, there's been a lot of questions, you know, uh, it's always a tough decision anyway. Do you send a loved one to an assisted living facility? And then with the COVID outbreak, it made that decision even tougher. And I think it caused people to look deeper into solutions of, well, maybe we can stay at home for a little bit more. What can we do there? Um, so, Talk about the importance of working with someone that's certified in this specific type of a home improvement rather than just hiring any old contractor. Yeah, there's more to it than I think the eye would uh, meet. Uh, I think a lot of people, uh, as you mentioned, during COVID probably have had this conversation with a loved one or a family member. And, you know, we had a lot of consultation that went on during this period because there were a lot of, there was a lot of reservation about putting people uh, loved ones into nursing home facilities, given everything that had been going on and the risk involved. Uh, but even before that, it, it's one of the things that we kind of pride ourselves on is uh, just the whole notion of consultation all the way through completion of project, because there are a lot of questions, you know, and COVID raised a lot of those questions up for people to make decisions on whether they should stay, you know, keep their loved one in their household or, you know, move them into a facility. And those are tough decisions to make. So the fact gathering is a very important part of the whole equation and was kind of escalated during COVID because we had a lot of general inquiries about these types of things. 
Um, but the most part is it's a very similar conversation because I think everybody kind of realizes there's a certain point in time in, in somebody's life that they realize like uh, that they're, they're not going to be able to have their independence to do what they want anymore. Maybe it was the passing of a loved one and they're home by themselves or an injury that occurs unexpectedly. There's always some kind of situational thing that leads to these conversations. And COVID was yet another situational thing that came up for a lot of people that kind of uh, prompted these conversations. And of course, we tried to answer them as best we can. And uh, I wouldn't say like generated more business, but it definitely generated more dialogue, uh, which may eventually lead to us providing solutions for other people. But at the same time, um, it, there was definitely a, a surge of activity that went on during this whole COVID phase. I, I can imagine. And, and on that note, what should people be looking for? What triggers should they see where it's time to look at maybe remodeling the home or assisted living? And then where do you think they would know, well, you know what, we don't make, need to make the leap to assisted living right now, but just do this, this, and this. What's your best advice around all those tough decisions? Yeah, I think a lot of them are, like I mentioned, are situational. I mean, if people get in car accidents or, you know, have life altering situations with their health, those things immediately are triggers because out of necessity, you know, they have to figure out whether they could still come back to their homes or not. But I, I like to focus on the elderly, really, because that one's the, the one that's very tricky because unfortunately, too often, the situation comes up where, you know, it, it takes a slip or a fall in the house or outside the house that leads to people realizing they finally need assistance. And the elderly, I've noticed, have a lot of pride. They don't ever want to tell you that they have issues. Uh, they keep it from their families. And it usually takes, unfortunately, an instant like a slip and fall or something like that to make them realize, well, maybe I do need help. So we always try to err on having conversations with people to say, hey, if you have People in their, you know, that are aging or having difficulty with mobility, uh, their balance, that kind of thing is don't, don't wait because the cost of going into a hospital for a hip injury or an elbow injury or something like that is going to be way more than just a couple simple installations of grab bars or strategically placed railings in high traffic areas in the house. So uh, back to the triggers, you know, unfortunately, it's never really going to be noticed uh, unless somebody really can just say, yeah, I think I'm slowing down or I don't have the mobility I once had or my balance isn't as good as I once had. Um, but it sometimes takes a family member to say, hey, mom or dad or grandma or grandpa, you ever consider getting a grab bar in the bathroom or, you know, in your you know steps leading up to your house, that kind of thing. Um, so it's almost like by committee a lot of times where they finally realize, hey, maybe we should do something about this. I think it's just a matter of staying in touch, staying on top of things and not taking things for granted, probably more than anything, right? Absolutely. And I, I think a lot of times other the family members are the ones that really make the observations. But even then, it's not easy to persuade the individual who is aging that, you know, again, it's, it's a pride thing. And unfortunately, we'd love to get in there and try to get these solutions done before they become, uh, you know, after the fact or reactionary uh, uh, solutions. So let's talk about some of those solutions. When I was doing some research for this podcast, um, bathrooms stood out as probably the place to start. I would imagine when you do these consultations, that's one of the first places you look at. That's where most of the problems happen. So I guess let's start about that and some of the options that you can do with a bathroom. Yeah, uh, bathrooms are, I think you and I have talked about this in the past. Uh, it's the area where the incidence or the, the probability of something going wrong happens, whether you have a tiled floor that's slippery, a tub, 
uh, even simple tasks like lifting your leg over your tub to get in becomes a challenge for people who don't have the muscle strength or the balance or even the eyesight, uh, the vision, be able to navigate their way through, you know, uh, an area that can be slippery. And people, as you know, they spend a lot of time in the restrooms for, you know, every morning it's a routine, every night it's a routine. So the probability of something happening in the bathroom is, is probably greater than anywhere else other than your exterior front porches that aren't kept clear, you know, not having rails on your front porch steps, that kind of thing. But the bathroom on the inside of the house is probably the number one thing next to the stairwells, you know, uh, access to your upstairs or even trying to get downstairs to laundry rooms, that kind of thing. So we tend to focus our first attention on the bathroom area and even just simple, real simple things are just having uh, grab bars uh, next to the, the, the toilet stall as well as inside the shower are two simple things that are relatively inexpensive to do. But you could decrease your probability of injury just by adding those two little features in there. And then of course we'll do an entire house, uh, you know, consultation because we ask, you know, the people, you know, what are the rooms you use the most? So what are the areas that you find yourself using on a weekly basis, whether that's the, you know, the, um, you know, the laundry room that's downstairs, or I, I need access inside of my patio, my walkout patio. So we kind of get an idea of uh, how they like to live their life and where they use the house the most. And then obviously that increases the, the urgency of where you want to put things for them to eliminate and the, uh, the risk of them having the slip and fall injuries. I mean, even simple things like proper lighting too. You'd be surprised you walk in the homes and they're using 60 watt bulbs. And, you know, these are people with, you know, vision problems and they could easily, you know, uh, you know, a piece of carpet that's, not fully tucked in or a rug. I mean, that nice area rug that looks nice, but a simple area rug is something that could pose a problem with somebody who has a vision problem and the lighting's dim. So there's all kinds of checklists that we have uh, as we go through homes looking for those things that uh, would best support the, the individual's needs. That right there, stuff like that, I think is where the certified piece is so right. important. So let's go back to that a little bit. Talk about what it's the process is to become certified. What do you have to do? Yeah, we have all of our technicians are certified. Uh, we have uh, the, you know, the folks that are certified in our overhead lift systems and stair lift systems. Uh, the manufacturers that we work with are all top notch and they obviously um, mandate that anybody who works with their uh, machinery has to be certified both on installation and knowledge of the actual product. So that's the one thing right there when it comes to any kind of mechanical devices, but even simple things like knowing the rise on a, uh, a ramp leading into your house. I May mean, everything say it's real simple. You just build a ramp and you know roll the wheelchair up. But now there's ADA compliance uh, regulations that are like second nature to us because we have our entire staff that's trained on these things. And they would recognize right away. We've been to homes where we go in and somebody tried to jerry rig or do their own version of something. And we said, you know, honestly, you're putting, you're actually putting your loved one at more risk wow. by having them use that wheelchair <laughs> ramp that isn't. So, so we do a lot of corrective actions. We do it in a tactful way, but at the, at the, at the end of the day, it's really about the safety of the person that, that we're there to, to talk about. And obviously we're trying to do the right things. Now, the one thing we do face too is depending on the person's health or their situation that they're in, there could be a phasing like right now they're in fairly good health, but they may be, have a degenerative disease that may make them you know, a little bit worse you know, a year from now or two years from now. 
So we'll look and assess the situation of the individual and say, okay, right now you're looking at X, Y, and Z, but you know, knowing the condition that your loved one has, you know, here are some other things down the road that you might want to look at and keep in mind. So it's a running dialogue. Obviously, you know, some of these things are a little bit more costly than others, but I think if you start off with the basic things, that's usually a good thing to start. And then again, that's where the dialogue comes, comes in about the future. And, you know, going back to the triggers and that kind of thing, if you have the discussions before the problems become a problem, then you're better off uh, coming in with the proper solutions at the, at the right time. For someone that's listening to this now is intrigued and they want to have you over for a consultation and maybe start the process, what's a reasonable expectation for how long it will take? I know it probably depends on what types of jobs you're doing, but in general. Yeah, I mean, we do everything from the, like I mentioned, the simple grab bars to, you know, full home modifications. Like if somebody wants their entire home um, fitted to be, have uh, a roll-in access, if somebody's in a wheelchair, but they still like to cook. So you can modify an entire kitchen to have countertops set up and in, 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 in cupboards that drop down so people can grab. I mean, again, we want to try to make it as livable as possible so everybody can have the life that they were accustomed to. So jobs like that are more obviously more extensive because you're talking about a home remodification. And obviously there's a little bit more lead time and budget involved in that kind of thing. But, you know, simple things like grab bars could be next day installation or even same day installation, depending on how busy our crews are at the time. But uh, we, we put grab bars in, in the same day, like literally we'll get a call in the morning and we'll have somebody out in the afternoon. But realistically, it's usually about a day, uh, 24 hours, we'll have somebody out there. Uh, as far as consultations go, uh, a lot of those can be done on the phone, simple early discussions. And then if it becomes in something more extensive, then we'll send one of our project managers out there to have a full you know, conversation and actually look at the room and the spec, you know, the sizes and dimensions and really assess the full needs of a project. But, you know, where it stands right now, you're not super backed up where it's going to take months for someone to uh, be able to see somebody. You, you have enough crew to, to work on jobs fairly quickly. Absolutely. We can get those initial consultations and, and we can also get the jobs going relatively quick. Again, the only ones I have reservations to talk about that are the ones that have multiple rooms involved. And, you know, when you have to order some of these custom parts, a lot of times they're not things that are ready, readily accessible you have to take dimensions and that kind of thing. It's like, it's like any home modification. And in some cases where we could be faster than some of the, the general home uh, contracting stuff that goes on, because that's all we do. We don't do, right. you know, any extra stuff on the side. Everything we do is uh, certified for ADA compliancy and, and taking care of that disabled and handicapped and elderly. Very good. Well, my podcasts tend to be sometimes on a serious note because I take, <laughs> I, I like to take on, serious topics that can be you know helpful to people but yeah. i always like to close on a high note something upbeat and i know you probably have countless stories success stories that you could share but maybe give our listeners an example of a heartwarming story of someone you're able to help out yeah this one comes up a lot of times even around here it's the kind of thing that puts the grin on your face because you know that's what i mentioned earlier why I, it was easy to make this decision is it's the gratification that you get when you see somebody who is challenged and, and can't do the things that they want to do. There was a gentleman that uh, you know, was in his early stage of having a, a mobility issue and it kind of accelerated pretty quick. And we were coming up on the holidays and he really wanted a second stair chair to get from his uh, back hallway into his automobile. 
And um, he was trying to get funding for this and, uh, and wanted to get this done because he wanted to visit family during the holidays on his own, but he always seemed to have to call somebody. So uh, he was kind of short on funding and, uh, and you could just hear the quiver in his voice because he just had it in his mind that he wanted to be independent and see his family and, you know, make the rounds for the holidays and that kind of thing. So he called up a couple of days before Christmas and, and you could just tell he was just devastated that this wasn't going to go down. So I talked to Jeff, our owner, I said, and, and Ray, our office manager, he kind of huddled and he said, Let, let's help this guy out. Yeah, you know, he, the funding will come. He, he was confident. I think he was working with his church and a few other organizations. So we just, in the holiday spirit, but also just, the, you know, again, it's doing the right thing sometimes. You know, it, it, it was just an easy decision to make. We, we installed it, said, we'll circle back around with you after the holidays are over and we can have another discussion. But just, just the smile on his face and the, you know, he sent a nice letter and a thank you. I mean, it just went a long way to go like, that's kind of the reason why we're in this is to make people's lives a little more, uh, you know, simple. And, you know, again, the, what, what are simple tasks for you and I are really challenging and we take them for granted. But when you start having these conversations with, with those who are, are, you know, losing their mobility and their eyesight and other things, it, it just makes it really easy to make these kind of decisions. Um, and again, that was a unique case because uh, he was already an existing customer I was a good customer of ours, but at the same time, you just know when it's the right time to kind of step in and do something right. You know, I love the saying, make your uh, vocation a vacation, that you just <laughs> love what you're doing, man. And, and this yeah. certainly fits that, I think. Yep. yep. Um, and I think everybody who works here has kind of all got that same mentality. Uh, they all come back with their own little individual stories, whether it's our ramp installers, uh, you know, the little old lady who brings out the hot chocolate and she can barely move herself, you know, but she came out in a wheelchair with her little jug of cocoa and gave it to our crew. And, and, and these guys love that stuff. And, you know, there's a bond that happens with these customers and, and, and they, they're the ones who surprise us. I mean, you would think like, you know, these people have a lot going against them, but when you see that kind of thing, it just, it just kind of makes it all feel right. Well, hey, I would love to help you generate more success stories with Caps Remodeling. So what is the best way for people to get in touch with you and try to get this process started? Yeah, I think the easiest way is really make a phone call to our staff that's uh, on our phone lines. Uh, we take the incoming calls. Our number is 248-246-1669. The folks that will answer the call will at least uh, understand what the initial request is. And then obviously, as it gets more extensive, we'll get one of our project managers to start the consultation project uh, process. And uh, then we'll go from there. Like literally, it starts with dialogue. And the first place to do is to make that phone call in. Uh, there's a lot of information also on our website, www.capsremodeling.com. Um, if you're just doing some early uh, research and that kind of thing, there's a lot of ideas in there that can give you a sense of, hey, I understand my mom or my dad or my grandma or grandpa's condition. If you read through our website, there's a lot of helpful information that will help you get your mind around um, what you might have to discuss after, you know, prior to making the phone call in. So if you're not ready for that conversation, definitely go to the website. There's a lot of informational um, insights on there that will help you know, to kind of framework your thought process. 
Well, very good. So, you know, uh, the message out there for people that are listening is don't just call any contractor. If you're looking to remodel your loved one's home that uh, you really need someone that knows that can get deep into the weeds and knows everything that needs to be known about the process. So great, great information, Jerry. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate the time. Uh, it's always a pleasure. All right.